and welcome back to a brand new episode of Season 2 of the Speak Plainly podcast, where we speak plainly about things that matter. And today's episode is about how emotions are logical, which I know sounds crazy because it's the week before Thanksgiving and everybody's about to go see their crazy uncle and their like drunk auntie and everybody's gonna be feeling some type of way, which is exactly why I decided to do today's episode on this. Um, I've been doing a lot of really heavy stuff with a lot of like, hey, try this, and, like, suggestions for making life better, easier, more tolerable, whatever. But today's episode's gonna be a little bit different, because rather than focusing on that, I just want to give you a lens to look through that you can use to maybe make things a little easier for yourself when you're hanging out with your family this weekend, because that is gonna be exhausting for lots of folks. So, how in the hell am I going to sit here and try to tell you that emotions are logical because they do all kinds of crazy shit and none of it makes any sense? Well, the answer to that is, well, you've been told wrong. I've been told wrong. We've all been, we've been taught wrong. Uh, And the way to best look at this to me is from the word biological. Emotions are a biological process, and I've said on this podcast many times that emotions start, all emotions begin as a somatic experience or as a physiological symptom, as something, a sensation that arises in your body. There are biological and biochemical analogs for things like, I mean, it's been said that Oxytocin is the biological analog. It is the biochemical analog for safety. And that makes perfect sense from everything that we know about belonging and safety and the human species, the stuff that we talk about all the time on this podcast. But the word biological is really useful here because bio means life. And normally we look at it and we go, ology is the study of. Well, uh, anything that you're studying, if you're studying it, you have to evaluate it in a logical way. Otherwise, it's not study. It's creativity or brainstorming or something other than studying, right? So there is a there is an there is a logic to the study. So this bio like this biology biological biological means life has some logic to it. I'm not saying that all emotions make perfect sense, but I want to break it down for you into like basically three categories. In a lot of psychotherapy, it's very common to break up like the emotional mind and the rational mind. And then there's the observer, right? There's each of us with the two hemispheres of our brain and stuff. I and mean, it's clearly not like one hemisphere versus the other, but we, we see things. We see the world in two. Um, and that that's, I mean, caused by light and dark and things like that. Some people say it has to do with our, our the two hemispheres of our brain. But ultimately, we break things down into their opposites because only through the opposites do we understand light and darkness and being and not being and that sort of thing. So in the brain, in, in our head, the way we look at the function of, the, of our brain, which is what we call our mind, 
we can look at the emotional mind and we can look at the rational mind. And the rational mind uses cognition, conscious, logical processes to come up with conclusions. And the emotional mind uses data to come up with physiological sensations that we are meant to act upon immediately. I've said before, and I'll say it again a million times until I die, that your logical mind and your emotional mind both have the same goal. They have the same goal, and that goal is to protect the organism that that mind resides in, which is you and me. The issue that comes between when we try to compare our logical realities with our emotional realities the issue there arises because our logical brains can only use conscious logic. Our emotional brains don't use conscious logic. So that means we're stuck with unconscious stuff in the emotions and we're stuck with conscious stuff in the mind. So what becomes conscious and what is subconscious? Why would something be conscious and why would something be subconscious? Well, if a thing is subconscious, I mean, there could be many reasons, right? But one of them we'll look at is there could be good reason for us to pick up sub something subconsciously and have an emotional reaction to that. Like we notice that somebody out of the corner of our eye is giving us an angry face and we feel threatened. We will notice that we feel threatened because of the vibe over coming out of one side of our eyeballs. We'll notice that vibe is screwed up and we will have our body will launch a response to that immediately before we're even consciously aware of why we feel that way. So emotions are usually working on in a subconscious realm. Clearly, conscious thought powerfully affects our subconscious life and our emotional responses but the baseline goal of our emotional mind and our rational minds are the same to keep you alive some things that you need to respond to you will have to respond to at least according to our biology our biological mechanism is to keep your biology, your body that you live in, alive. So emotions are a biological mechanism to be able to look around with its own form of logic, its internal biologic, the logic that is created by experiences and not by thoughts, to look at that and go, hmm, that's unsafe. Now, the experiences are not just your experiences. These emotions, they're running off of experiences that your mama had, that your grandmama had, that your great-great-granddaddy had. That's what it's running off of. It's not just your experiences, right? This is inherited stuff. This is inherited DNA that we're operating off of and our own personal life experiences. So the logical aspect of our emotions is that our emotions and our subconscious mind are trying to do the same thing as our rational conscious mind, except it's using a different set of data. The rational mind is picking up stuff that will best be used by our brain for figuring out what future problems might arise and how to best deal with them. 
It's also been said that the reason our brains got bigger and the reason we developed a prefrontal cortex and developed this executive function is so we could create false versions of ourselves, like basically just make believe pretend versions of ourselves that we can then run through the gamut of whatever we think we have to do. That way, the make believe us in our head can die rather than us actually dying. I hope that makes sense. Like, basically, our brains developed from, like, caveman brains and that sort of thing to be able to go, hmm, if I do this, will that kill me? Right? That's a useful thing. And so there are there's certain information that's going to be useful in that line of thinking. That information gets picked up by the reticular activating system in the brain and other things, but mostly it gets filtered by the reticular activating system, I guess I should say. But that, that's going to go and pick up things that you find important in your, in your environment, and that's what your rational brain is going to run off of. Your emotional brain is running off of all of the data that your mama experienced and your grandmama experienced, and that's why it doesn't feel logical, but it is logical. And the whole point of this is I want you to trust your feelings. I want you to trust that they are logical, but not the same type of logical. They have a logical conclusion based on information that you are not cognitively aware of. All right. Our emotions, all of them, are a logical conclusion based on information you may not be aware of. You might be aware of it. You might know why you were hyper-reactionary to a certain situation. Like, for me, Michael just got a dog. He went to foster a dog. And... I have issues with small barking dogs because I grew up in a house with incessant barking and these stupid little small dogs, and they drive me crazy. And I had, I went over to try to hang out with him, and I was having a bad day. I was felt very thin, and that dog just went off. It just was barking and barking and barking at me, and I just did not have it in me to deal with it. I just couldn't deal with it, and I was like, I'm done. And I, I just hate that dog. I do not like this dog. That dog is really sweet, and there's nothing wrong with it outside of it's been abused. So when it first meets you, it just barks and barks and barks and barks and barks and barks and barks. And I was trying to, like, get it to come, and I just didn't have the emotional or I just didn't have the chi to deal with it that day. So I know why I hate that dog. I know that it stems more out of my relationship with small dogs and with the barking of that dog than it does to do with the dog itself. It has a lot more to do with my past than it does to do with this this current dog. However, it doesn't matter. I can't change how I feel. And the reason I can't change how I feel is because how I feel is logical. Boom. How I feel is logical. That's why I can't change how I feel. It makes sense. And that's what I want you to remember. This is going to be a, a, a shorter episode. At least I think. But this is that's what I want. 
that's what I want you to take away from this is the reason that you can't change how you feel is because how you feel is logical. It's just not based off of the things that you normally count as logical. It's based on the inherited trauma that you have. It's based on subconscious traumas that you may not remember. It's based on past experiences that you remember, but you've recalled them so many times and you're a nice person. So you try to always downplay how bad something was. So after you remember it 12 dozen times, it doesn't, you're like, oh no, it was fine. It really wasn't that big of a deal. But in the moment, 20 years ago, when whatever that thing was that happened, it was a big deal. And it got implanted in your body as a big deal. And therefore, your body remembers it as a big deal. That's logical. It's just not consciously logical. So when you're sitting around the, the dinner table and you have your your auntie and your uncle and there's like the the, the whole family has its drama and you've got you've got people who are excited for Trump running again and you've got people who are voting for the guy with the rubber boot on his head and everybody's all twisted. Just remember that the way you feel is rational. It is logical. It is okay. It is, it is like, it doesn't need to be justified. You don't need to hold them back. They're illogical for a reason. They're logical because you were like, if you react crazy to something, it's because you were injured by something similar. This is super, actually, that's really funny because I didn't start this off with this in my head at all today. But this is what I'm having to deal with is I have to admit that my emotions are logical and my emotions are I don't like that dog. And we're supposed to go pick up a new like he's supposed to go like pick up that dog and we're going to try again. And I'm going to try to try to foster or just be with him while he fosters. And maybe if the dog gets used to me and stops barking at me, then maybe I can like it. If that doesn't happen and I don't like it, then that's a whole nother set of issues and that starts to bring up my own abandonment trauma and that sort of stuff. But that's life. This is what this is what dealing with trauma does. It's obnoxious because you're just constantly uncomfortable. You just have to make friends with being in discomfort because the first part of of dealing with trauma is making sure that you are not falling for it anymore because you'll you'll allow yourself to be abused and mistreated just because it's what you're used to and then you finally realize that that's what you're doing and you don't want to do that anymore and so you hold really really hard onto not being abused and not being mistreated and you're like I will be treated like a queen and I will be treated like a king no matter what and then life happens and you have somebody who maybe does want to treat you like a king or a queen but Life happens, and the moments where you need that don't match up, and you have to deal with it. So how are you going to deal with it? This is one of the ways that I deal with it, is I recognize that my emotions are logical. They just don't make any logical, rational sense to me, because when I think about emotions, I'm using my cognitive brain, and they don't match. They're using two completely different sets of data, to accomplish the same task. The, um, the task is survival. Emotions are all about dealing with whatever is going to save you right now in this very moment in in the space between when you can notice it and when you can take cognitive notice of it and then take cognitive reactions, take a cognitive action or response to it. That space in between, that's what those emotions are for. It's a few milliseconds, but... Those few milliseconds 
are what have kept us alive as a species. Those few milliseconds are what allow you to like move your leg real quick when you see movement out of the corner of your eye and it's a snake that was gonna bite you. That's what emotions are for. That's what these responses are for. And that's why they are biological is because they are logical according to your biology. Your biology doesn't give a shit about how you think you remember something. Your biology doesn't give a shit about how how well you can paint a past experience just because you keep layering, layering a new level of paint on it every time you tell the story. You have to get down to the nitty gritty of it if you're going to do any if you're going to do any real healing. And once you do get down to the nitty gritty of it, you'll realize that as frustrating as frustrating as it is, your emotions are logical. They really are. So when you get mad and then you judge yourself for getting mad, don't. You're mad for a reason. Honor that. Be okay with it. Now, being mad doesn't mean you got to curse them out, but you can be okay with that. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I'd rather be uncomfortable than, like, enraged. And sometimes that's the only other option for me. It's like, I'll just get mad. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to get enraged. And one of the ways that I can not do that is by remembering that my emotions are logical. They're not a logic that I can follow terribly easily with my rational brain, especially if I'm having any kind of emotions. But emotions are biological. And that is today's episode. Today is a short episode, um, like I said, because I think this is a short topic. I could go on about it, but I don't think that that's necessary. And it has been one year and one week since I started this podcast. So this is going to be the beginning of season two. So... I want to say thank you guys. I can't believe I've been doing this for a whole year. That's kind of crazy. And I think you're all awesome. So thank you for taking the time to like hang out with me and to listen to what I have to say. And I hope that this helps you because emotions are logical. They just aren't the type of logic that you and I really think of. It's using a different set of data. It's using the subconscious data. It's using it's using the data from the actual experience. Like when during childhood and during development, the way that we feel about a situation, the story that we leave the situation with determines the way that we feel about that situation. And the way that we feel about that is what's going to determine the way we respond to it next time. And our brains are little wet computers that constantly run algorithms. And every time we run an algorithm, a little piece of that node changes. So it's the way that we feel from a traumatic incident that actually gets implanted in our biology. It's not the way we feel about it now. The, the way that we felt about it then is what Im- got imprinted in our biology. Which is why when you're doing that deep healing work, you have to go dig that up and find a way to change the emotion at the end of it. 
because when you can re-experience that and you can change the emotion that you left that situation with, you heal it. You can do that through EMDR work, through a good therapist, through past life regression, through whatever, but you will do it in relationships. That's what they are. They are our chance to change the ending to the unfortunate things that we experienced as children because the way we felt was what was imprinted in our biology. And the way we feel, our emotions determine our physiological state. And our physiological state determines our conscious state. That's why healing our trauma is so important, is because the emotions, even the ones based in trauma, are logical. They're based in the biology of the person you were when you experienced it. So thanks for hanging out with me for another episode. And if you like the show and you feel like donating or joining our Patreon, consider doing that. All the links are below. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope that you get through Thanksgiving without too much of a headache or a stomach ache. Or maybe a stomachache's fine. I hope I have a stomachache. But maybe only one of them? I tend to overeat sometimes. So, (laughs) you guys are awesome. Have a blessed week. And remember, stay curious and stay uncomfortable.